the blast from our past network. Card right? Card right? Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good. No good for you. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter. Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super duper Seinfeld fans giving you every single episode back to back to back because we love this stuff and you love this stuff. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And today we are giving you The Parking Space, Season 3, Episode 21 or 22, depending on how you <laughs> count those, uh, the you know, the hour-long ones, the dual ones. From now on, you know what? Executive decision. We're just going to count because we're, we podcast them as one episode. So we're just going to count the, uh, like the dual, the two, the two parters as a single episode. So this is, we're officially saying it. This is episode 21 <laughs> and that's how it has in Hulu, how we both watch it anyway. So, yeah. um, yeah. it, uh, aired on April 22nd, 1992. Uh, and my man, Corey, could you please let us know what happens in the episode, uh, briefly? Yes, sir. And hey, by the way, guys, I I feel like I should mention this in case we have any new listeners, but uh, these descriptions that I'm always reading, uh, it doesn't come from IMDb. It comes from the DVD box set. So if you you were ever curious, that's all. Corey just wants to let everyone know that he's a big enough fan that he bought the DVD box set. Even though he watches it on Hulu, he just wants everyone (laughs) to know, hey, look at me. I bought the DVDs. I'm a true fan. Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) The Expender. Yeah, exactly. I would, sadly, I think I got it on sale when it was like $25 or something. <laughs> All right. The parking space. George and another Parker. That's weird. George and another Parker fight over a space in front of Jerry's building. The standoff continues into the night, and the entire neighborhood debates whether parking priority should go to the person backing in or the one pulling in. Referring to another person as a parker, I would refer to them as another driver. That's weird. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense. Uh, Okay, well, that is basically the very quick bit of it, but there's a little bit more to it. And so now we're going to go scene by scene breakdown of it. And we start, per usual, with a stand-up bit, this one about parking lots. (laughs) Oh, man, I love living in 2020 and and hearing Jerry say this, especially coming from L.A., but uh, he's like, parking lots have the compact-only spots now, which (laughs) is funny because in L.A., every parking spot is (laughs) compact-only, and then everyone has giant trucks that take up Mm -hmm. the compact-only spot. It's annoying as fuck. But uh, anyways, apparently in uh, 92, uh, this was a big deal. So uh, (laughs) parking lots have the compact-only spots now. He's like, isn't that discrimination to to the size of your car? He's like, "Uh, if I want my ass hanging out in the back of a parking spot, that's my business. He's like, there are people out there with real asses hanging out of the back of their pants, and nobody stops them. He's like, no one says, hey, those are compact jeans. You can't pull that in there. And then, of course, the crowd, like, erupts in laughter, which I thought it was amusing but mm-hmm. the um the stand-up bit i thought was pretty applicable especially you know knowing that skinny jeans are, are in vogue and in fashion and everything <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yes yeah, so apparently in 90 in 93 and 92 uh the compact spaces were becoming a big deal okay 
all right. So in the actual episode, Kramer pops in. Uh, I don't remember getting a big Kramer cheer on this one. I wrote down that he he didn't get one. He got no Kramer cheer on this one. So yeah. that that only kind of happened really in like a couple episodes in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of strange. Um, and he says Jerry's car was stolen again, but Jerry knows where he's at. You know, kind of like a throwback to earlier in the season when we were all remember how his uh, car got stolen. Um, Kramer is freaking out because he wants to know what happened to the car. Um, and, you know, uh, he, there's some good, like, friendly banter and back and forth, how friends would do it. And Jerry's like, you know, I come on, beg for it. And if you really want this information, you have to beg for it. So Kramer has to beg. We get some good Michael Richards' physical humor, the way he shakes and just like, you know, convulses uh, is always funny. And his hair like moves yeah, when he's shaking yes. and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, but apparently Jerry loaned the car to George because George and Elaine wanted to go to a flea market, which made me go back and think about the line that Jerry had, uh, I can't remember, a couple episodes back, and uh, where he and George had a discussion about flea markets, and he's like, you think there are fleas there, don't you? <laughs> you remember you're, that you're one? right. I didn't. Yep, I do remember that one now that you're saying it. But at the time when I was watching the episode, all I could think about was the running, uh, you know, thing that we've been noticing is that George and Elaine hang out a lot more by themselves than we ever thought they did. Yeah. And also knowing that that whole impending, you know, comment is coming later in, in the in the Yeah, which series. do you remember what, ep- what season no. that is or what episode? I was trying to find it and I couldn't find it very easily. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to do some more hunting because it really does bother me. Like, when does that come up? Like I'm seeing more and more like they're legitimate friends. Yeah. Like that's, that was my, that's my takeaway so far is that whenever we get to that, that scene or whenever we get to that episode, that's going to be very incorrect at this point, you know? And, and I, my gut is kind of telling me it's going to be in season four, but I mean, I don't know. It could be season five or something. Yeah. I I just, uh, it's, it's a hard one to, to try and, um, track down because when i do like my google search stuff i'm like i i don't remember what the main plot of this story was i'm just like trying to search episode with george and elaine as not friends or not as friends by association (laughs) but like i don't even remember what they called it and it's like i can't get i can't get it but just to make sure we haven't seen that episode yet right i'm not i'm not that no no we would have called yeah we would have called that out if we had we just know it's coming yeah and yeah Yeah. it's it's bullshit people (laughs) We know it's coming, and we know it's bullshit. Uh, all right. So um, Kramer is being, you know, a little butthurt that uh, he didn't get invited to go to the flea market. You know? He's a little sad, but which is, I don't know. I find that kind of strange. Kramer, Kramer's usually yeah. just happy-go-lucky who gives a shit about anything, and he's, yeah, he's a little upset here, which I thought it just... I don't know. It didn't fit with his character to me. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you. That was... It's a little bit of a, of a stretch on, on that one. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, all right. So... Uh, we cut to George and Elaine, and George got this hat he's all excited about. It's, I don't know, he's so worried about being bald. Um, there's a whole discussion about, you know, the hat and how bald people look better with hats, et cetera, that kind of thing. Um, I did notice that they're driving a BMW, uh, so Jerry is uh, driving it. He doesn't have his Saab yet, um, but he is, uh, he's, he's got a BMW, so good for him. Uh, but uh, George, he he hits something like a little pothole or something's going on. Yeah, because uh, Elaine was yeah. futzing with the the mirror. Which, yep. which yep. I'm with George on that one. Elaine in the passenger seat should not be messing with the rearview mirror. She should be using the mirror that's over, you know, hers, the her yep. dash mirror thing. Yeah, I fully agree on that. Um, 
So Jerry, back at his place, he is excited. He's, you know, getting prepped for this fight that he's going to have people come over and watch. Um, Kramer apparently invited this guy named Mike. And, uh, you know, he knows something about Mike that he's not supposed to tell. Uh, and Jerry's all now flip-flop reverse of that scene that we just saw a minute ago. Jerry wants to to know that information. And Kramer kind of bees, oh, gets all confident and cocky and is like, well, you got to beg for it. Shit that, <laughs> shit, it's relatable because it's shit that... It, real friends actually do now granted this is something that i feel is more of a jerry and george situation but it's coming across as a jerry and kramer thing um which i i don't know it's fine but i feel like it would have worked better with george and jerry is that weird to yeah. say? yeah no no i i get what you're saying and i you know yeah because because the dynamic is a little different with jerry and kramer and everything but at the same time i mean i think they've been friends for so long at least neighbors you know that yeah. I, I could see like these kind of things permeate over into that relationship too so it doesn't seem like that much of a stretch to me but i do agree that it would probably would have been a smidge more natural with george just given their their lifelong history together so Kramer eventually does tell Jerry what the uh, whole thing was. Um, apparently, this guy, Mike, called Jerry a big phony, which, you know, Jerry's all upset about that, You know, which I totally think, you know, Jerry cares a lot about what people think of him. Of course. Um, yeah. He doesn't want to be a big phony. So uh, we cut back to the car and George and Elaine is making this weird noise right now. Um, and... George, in very George fashion, they're looking for a parking spot and... You know, he doesn't want to just park in a parking deck. Um, he wants to circle the block and, and look for a spot, which honestly, I do the exact same thing. Before oh, yeah. I go into any deck, I'm going to do a loop. Easy. If not two loops and then before I go in. Yeah, dude. I mean, because there's no harm in trying to find that free space. Like, I never think, you know, go for the go try to find the free space. Um, but but we do get that interesting reference here where he says no one in his family uh, can pay for parking. It's it's like a thing. And he's like, my, my mom can't do it. My dad can't pay for parking. My brother can't pay for parking. So again, we have the brother reference right here, which, you know, this yep. people use this episode to reference. What oh, we I forget, talked about. Yeah, I forgot that he said that yeah yeah i forgot he mentioned his brother I, I i wrote down that he that he mentioned his family um and so he talked about his mom or whatever his parents or whatever but i forgot that he mentioned his brother yep so yeah this is one of the episodes and one of the moments that people put and, and use towards that that theory uh i still gotta say i don't buy that theory whatsoever uh it, to yeah. me it still seems sort of like just a a, a goof you know type of thing mm -hmm. a, a tv is. conceit you know sort of thing it doesn't really hold that much water to me once once we get to season four where george's parents show up i think the writers realize it's funnier with him as an only child because you get um, Frank and Estelle just like doting over him or not even just doting, but like their dynamic is so perfect. I wouldn't want a brother in there. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, they're driving around. He finds a dream spot, but oh my God, George, what the fuck, man? He is literally taking forever to park and he's going to, he's going to back up into it uh, and he takes freaking forever. And so this other guy, I guess didn't didn't think that he was going for it, and so he parks in head first to try and get the spot. Now, I think the he, the the forward park is bullshit um, most often. Now, granted, if you have a big car length, you know, multiple cars to space to do it, then yeah. it makes sense. But more often than not, 
I lean towards George's argument. Uh, I mean, well, we'll get we'll get to that. Well, yeah, but but real quick, I do have to say, a George is a dickbag for fucking taking yeah. five minutes to do it. It's like it's a busy New York street. Just if you're gonna yep. see it, grab it. Just go for it. And B, we didn't hear any blinkers on. He should have had his blinker that's, on, saying that he thing. was gonna. And yeah, that's that for me. That was the main issue. If he goes in front of it, but there is no blinker and he sits there for the length that he did, that spot is up for grabs. If he is up there with the blinker on, he has indicated that that spot is his and maybe he's adjusting something and going back because there's no way for the guy behind him to know that he's going for that spot. That's what the fucking blinker does. And I'm with you. I never heard it. He never even acknowledges that he had that on later. So I'm assuming that he didn't do it. So fucking George is an asshole. He's yeah. he like he's totally in the wrong right here. Yeah, I mean he's 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 in the right like overall yeah. like but but he is an asshole for not doing it and and it may it doesn't make him like a hundred percent in the right because of it you know correct but they, uh, well I but think it validates is, it validates the other guy's yes, attempt to go for the spot right and and they and the fact that like the whole blinker thing didn't even come up anywhere in the episode mm-hmm. makes me think because because that would even tell you right there like if, if he said he didn't even have his blinker on the, later on the cops yeah. would probably be like okay you don't have your blinker on you're an asshole you know yeah yeah i wonder why they didn't bring that up because like that was the first thing that popped in my head is well if he had the blinker on then he called the spot it's, yep. it's like it's yep. like calling dibs yep and you know like this show is definitely all for like calling dibs <laughs> yeah. like that would, <laughs> yeah that would have been the thing yep so um i do i'm gonna call out that uh the the guy parking in uh it turns out to be this guy mike um he is played by lee uh ehrenberg who I recognize. He had a like a one-off spot on the show Scrubs, but he was also in the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Mm-hmm. He's a great uh, little character actor. I'm a, definitely a fan of him. I um, I know him from mm-hmm. uh, he was on that show Once Upon a Time. He uh, played okay. yeah Grumpy Dwarf or whatever. Uh, gotcha. He was great. He was he was great on that show. And of course, every time I saw him, I'm like yeah, from Seinfeld, you know. Yeah, well, he's he plays a great angry yeah. character like he, i mean if there's anybody who can like elevate his anger um to like past george this guy does it and yeah. he does it even even in seinfeld he, he's just like he yells really well yes <laughs> in this episode he did <laughs> yeah yeah uh all right so uh so they're i mean they're obviously in the middle of a standoff where they both neither of them are in the spot but they're both have them have their cars like partly in and they're trying to make sure that they both get it. Neither of them refusing to leave. Elaine heads up to the apartment because she's fed up with that shit. Um, so she goes in. She immediately, and I know you caught this reference, immediately goes, I need a drink. You got any Hennigans here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, loved it. Love that reference. <laughs> and I and I loved how much she poured herself, and then she knocked that bag of pretzels over. Of course, pretzels, right? And uh, it's, it's like so yeah. many little references <laughs> there for the whole season. And she knocks that bag of pretzels over. Jerry goes down to grab it, and she dumps the, the Hennigans out in the, uh, in the sink and then acts like she's slamming it down. And I love the look on Jerry's face when he's like, whoa, because, you know, no, he doesn't drink, so that's like <laughs> hardcore to him. That was awesome. It was great. I mean, a, just a surprise to to realize that Hennigan's made a third appearance in in this show. That's mm-hmm. that makes me happy. Warms yeah. the the cockles of my <laughs> drinking uh, my liver. Your, How about that? <laughs> of your cold dead heart. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, she puts on this elaborate lie about you know the car. Really, really, it's it's this whole ridiculous story about these. 
Rabbit gang of kids, <laughs> whatever these teenagers, yeah, <laughs> these teenagers chasing them, and that they barely got out alive. Oh, and they hit this pothole, uh, and of course he's like, oh well, you know, at least you're okay, and it's all just yeah. kind of funny. It was all a big distraction, really. It, and of course, and, you know, and you you think it worked and in, in in whatnot, which is is great, but like to be honest with you, man, like. After reviewing movies like The Exterminator for podcasting after dark, that movie took place like in 1980 New York, and mm-hmm. you see just how shitty and dangerous New York was then. Like this is only like 12 years later, yeah. you know. So the people who've lived in New York like for a while, like you kind of assume that Jerry and Elaine have at least been there for like five or six years, right? So they're still you're still like close to that time frame where where New York was this shitty like like just dangerous area to live and whatnot and it's you know still pre Giuliani kind of like or I guess mm-hmm. uh, Seinfeld was happening as like Giuliani yeah, was Giuliani like clean, cleaning yeah. it up and everything yeah so He's well credited for cleaning up um a lot uh, New York right. and you know making it a more livable spot yeah so so her story it, like watching it now or hearing it now kind of rang a little bit more true for me after having seen movies like The Exterminator okay. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad your vast movie knowledge of weird old '80s movies uh, has helped. Well, you're like weird old '80s movies that no one has seen. Yeah, never heard that shit, man. I mean, that's what you. That's what you do. That's what you and Zach do yep. on the pod. The on uh, podcasting after dark. So it makes total sense. And if you haven't, if you guys haven't been listening to it, go out and listen to it. Those guys have a good time uh, just breaking down those films. And they're honestly, I've seen. Maybe an entire one of the movies that you've ever like reviewed on that show, but still, your y'all's episodes are entertaining because the two of you are entertaining. Thanks, so. thanks, buddy. I really yeah, appreciate you're, it. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, all right. So Kramer comes into the apartment and he's all upset with Elaine because uh, you know he wasn't invited, um, and he has a little just that back and forth. Um, but they all head down to meet up with George and Mike. Uh, of course jerry immediately like the first thing he does is make fun of the hat he calls it uh hey indiana i like that (laughs) yeah dude i that is one of my favorite like guy friend thing to do is when you see someone i don't know like rocking a new haircut or something you like instantly just cut them down like you know what i mean and you can tell that he's he's he he just tuned into the fact that george is probably like very excited about his hat and he just instantly just goes whap hey indiana and i love it i love that kind of (laughs) humor that that kind of asshole friend humor you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's real it's so real yeah so uh elaine comes down kind of explains quickly to george about what she all said so they they think they're in the clear um and and i did like mm -hmm. this little callback uh when you know george was like oh my god that's that's amazing how did you do that and elaine's like uh yeah you have to be born with it which is a callback to george earlier in the parallel parking spot he was like uh Uh, he's like i can you know i'm so good at this yada 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 he's like he's so cocky and such an asshole and he's like he's like uh i can't it's it's a shame it's nothing that i can teach you elaine you just have to be born with gotcha. it. And, and I love how she kind of threw it back into his face. Like that's so far that's twice in this episode where the same th- the same thing has gotten thrown back into someone's mm-hmm. face like very quickly. Like other episodes we saw the the, the tie-ups come like a little bit later and this yeah. is like twice that they go kind of like boom boom like that. And I liked it. I, I like that. They are much faster so far. All right. Kramer, you know, kind of talks about how he's upset. George and Elaine apologize. Uh, Elaine apologizes very, you know, properly and in, you know, with um, 
some real truth behind it. And George is going, yeah, yeah, sorry. And then there's a whole, I like their little debate about how good a sorry is and, and you know, what is a, an acceptable apology and whatnot. Um, we then get a commercial break, which is just kind of felt weird. We usually get that with scene changes, um, but we kind of like, we just kind of like crossfaded to black and then we come back up and we see some neutral parties have all kind of uh, moved the cars at this point uh, to try and help, you know, traffic. And a lot of people now, are kind of all standing on the sidewalk at this point. Jerry, uh, apparently, I don't know, there wasn't a revelation in his mind, but at some point he realizes that they fucked up his car and he kind of calls out George and Jerry on it. Like, did I miss something that made him realize that they fucked up the car and there was no kids or maybe he just realized that it was a ridiculous story? Yeah, he he just, re- I, he, yes, you didn't miss anything. It just, he just kind of came to that conclusion and started calling George out on it and whatnot. Yeah, but I feel like he, I wanted to see that, you know, something, a little subtle something that made him have that realization, but whatever, it's not that big of a deal. And then out of nowhere, Sid shows up from like uh, multiple episodes of back, man. (laughs) I didn't think we would see him again. I completely forgot that we saw him more than once. Uh, And I do love, he just really just pops in just to make fun of George and for being like a shitty Parker and and, like ruining like the the street parking, uh, you know, and that was it. Like, (laughs) because he was was like, why don't you just take the bus, man? (laughs) Because every time you try to park on the street, you screw everything up. And uh, yeah, dude, I was, I was super happy about seeing Sid in this episode. A lot of it felt like a a season finale because it it felt like they were kind of like bringing a lot of stuff back uh, in this episode, you know, Uh, just yeah. Sid being one of it and I also like how there's now like a crowd of people are starting to like gather around and dude yeah, absolutely that's kind of one of the comments that I had at the end but you're, you're dead on like it felt like a season finale just of how you're getting it Newman was down there at yeah. one point um, you get Sid kind of coming back for this one thing it's just people around the the uh, community and actually I have to call out my wife I want to give her props she had an eagle fucking eye at this point um, and we'll, and we see this kid a little bit later, uh, the kid, Matthew, uh, who we see talking, she, she's uh, before he even said a line, she's like, wait, isn't that the fucking yogurt kid? And I'm like, what? And so I paused it, looked up on IMDb and it is, it's yeah. the kid that we see in season five yep. in two seasons from now where Jerry goes, this is so fucking good. Yep. Uh, that's the kid. And it's the same mother yeah. too. Yeah. And I, I, I yeah, I, yeah. I, I saw him, and I was like, holy – I pulled the same same thing as, as your wife. I was like, holy shit, is that the kid yeah. that cusses? Like, that's my yeah. note. I go, the little blonde kid is the neighbor that cusses uh, uh-huh. later, but I didn't know what season that was. But, yeah, like how how great was it that, that they were actually in it? That gives it – you know, it's it's funny – you know, there's on one hand, you got that part about George's brother that kind of makes it feel like a TV mm-hmm. show because, you know, it's going to it's being written and everything. And that's not that's incorrect yeah. information. But then at the same time, the fact that this has the, the blonde kid with the exact same actress that plays his mom and we know he shows up later. That's the kind of shit that I love because it makes yeah. it feel like a living and breathing world that they inhabit. Yep, absolutely. I mean, this made it feel like that neighborhood has come down to deal with this whole parking situation. And just knowing that we're going to see him later is just it was awesome yeah loved um it. yeah yep so jerry talks to him for a little bit has a little conversation about his dad causes some drama says some shit that he shouldn't have to the kid but yeah that, that was pretty much all their interaction um <laughs> kramer weirdly out of nowhere assumes she's pregnant uh that was kind of an unnecessary i i didn't it just i guess shows kramer's how he's oblivious and yeah. just kind of 
you know. And I know I, but it, you and I have talked. You you and I have talked about that on. I think it was either here or or some other podcast. But you and I have talked about how you should never uh, mention <laughs> that a woman's pregnant uh, <laughs> unless you a hundred percent, you know, know. Mm-hmm. And I actually uh, did that when I was like nineteen or something. I went over <laughs> to my my friend slash boss's house and his mom. Uh, had like a thyroid thing, right? And uh, so she had like the kind of the the, the belly that comes with like that, mm, you mm-hmm. know. And I was like, oh, how far along are you? And yeah, that, it just it went as <laughs> it went as exactly as you think it would, you know. Especially because I'm an idiot. I mean, she's like forty or something, you know what I mean? Ugh. And I, I'm oh god, that yeah. I learned my lesson. I completely pulled a Kramer, <laughs> and it was horrible. <laughs> it was cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. So uh, the whole neighborhood seems to be out. Uh, you know, Newman's out there too. Uh, Jerry and Elaine uh, start talking about stuff, and we get them talking about the vault again. Yep. Like that gets brought up again. I wanted to just track because we've talked about the vault earlier. And so just another instance about the vault, which definitely makes me happy. We get this random attractive woman that comes up uh, and starts talking with George, and, you know, he's kind of all insecure about his baldness and Newman wants to try to wear the hat. Uh, and it just kind of, <laughs> it's a funny situation where George's like, no, don't take it off. Cause he's he, from a thing that he said earlier, he's afraid that, you know, it hides his baldness. And then once he takes it off that she doesn't want to do it. Of course he rips it off at one point and he's like all angrily like here, if he just, if he just had some fucking confidence, you know what, you know, he could actually maybe get some of these, you know, pulls, you know, he could yeah. actually get some of these women, but like, he's such a neurotic dumbass. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but at, at the same time, like he's, he's clearly like flirting with this girl and Newman like keeps tapping him <laughs> on the shoulder. So like, yeah, I, I do. I kind of felt like it was, he would have handled it better had Newman not like been tapping him on the shoulder, but he had that, like he kept having that thing, you know, that was happening to him. But I love yeah. how it sort of resolves when, you know, he, he takes his hat off. She's like, what is wrong with you? He takes his hat off. You want to see it? Here it is. But he puts yeah. it on Newman's head. He's like, and I love how Newman's like crying. He's like, I, I what do you say? Like, I supported you or something like, or, or mm-hmm. I defended your parking. But I loved how he made Newman like cry. From yeah, it. <laughs> it's it's funny. I do think that they changed Newman's character later on. That that's inconsistent with like a Newman in like a season six or seven or later. Yeah, um, like Newman is ultra confident in himself at later seasons that he never would have like been upset at that. And in fact, he never would have like even like done He, I feel like a a Newman later on would have just gone up to that lady and he would have stolen her from George or, you know, she, he would have already banged her and been like, Oh, Hey girl, I missed you yeah. or something like that. <laughs> you know, cause he becomes like this weird ladies man later on. And yeah. like, but he, he's so ultra confident later on that, um, I, this, this Newman right here, didn't feel like the same Newman we're going to come to know and love later on in Seinfeld. I I see what you're saying, and I completely agree, but at the same time, I loved how George abuses <laughs> him and how he cries <laughs> okay. from it. I was like, that's still funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So we also get Jerry calls out Mike for uh, basically saying that he's a phony um, we do get a couple cops that eventually come over and just like everybody else who has, uh, appeared in this episode so far, the cops end up debating about which is the, the right way to park and, you know, who, who actually deserves the spot, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Jerry goes up to watch the fight and apparently it had been going on for a little bit. Uh, we hear 
Larry David's voice as the announcer. Mm-hmm. Actually, he is the uh, the commentator, and apparently, we just kind of assume from Jerry's actions that the fight's over. It was over really quick or something. He missed everything, um, and. So because of this damn parking spot, he missed his whole little party. He missed the the fight, et cetera, et cetera. We end with a stand-up on parking spaces. Yeah, yeah. Qu- quick episode, man. Well, I mean, you know, not time-wise, but but discussion-wise. Um, he's like, uh, people will kill each other over a parking spot in New York. He's like, because they think if, uh, if, if I don't get this one, I may never get a space, right? It's, begun- it's because everyone knows that there are way more par- uh, cars than there are parking spaces. He's like, you see cars driving in New York at all hours of the night. It's like musical chairs, except everybody sat down in 1964. I was like, ah, that's funny. He's like, uh, and then it, I think it actually gets even better. And he's like, the problem is car manufacturers are making hundreds of thousands of new cars every year but they aren't making any new spaces he's like that's what they should be uh working on wouldn't that be great he's like you go to the car show and you see that big rotating table and it's it nothing's on it and they're like new from chrysler a space and i was like yeah that's funny and especially after having lived in downtown la i was like that mm-hmm. that's good that was funny i liked i actually i liked both of the the stand-ups in this one the the front mm-hmm. and the back end well, uh, and lead me to to really honestly think we should have a deep discussion about public transit in America and how we need to improve that. That's really where that came from. That came, in, came into my head, <laughs> especially in L.A. Fuck, yeah, not even just L.A. Like across the country, we need to have more trains moving things so we can have stop our reliance on uh, on planes as well, and uh, just in general increase public transit. That's 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 Adam's two cents comment <laughs> on the episode. <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. I am with you. Um, I'll I'll wrap this one up here. I loved this episode. I loved watching it. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it moved quickly. I thought it was well-written and tightly written, and it gave you a little bit of everybody, and I felt like you were having a good time with it. But then... We always say like how some of these lesser episodes are, are built up by the fact that we talk about it and everything. Mm-hmm. I I'm noted I'm looking at the time on our right here and I'm like I feel like there just wasn't a lot of meat actually on the bones of this episode, given how little we've actually talked about it. And it's causing me to question like whether or not it was actually as good as I thought it was. But I, I enjoyed it the whole time. I just didn't I just guess there's not a lot of, of meat on the bones for it. So I would honestly I would give it uh three point five parking spaces out of five. Three point five? I mean, wow, you you must have come down on that one if that was a if you had it even had, that's that's still pretty high. I think I probably would have given it a four right out, like right mm-hmm. after stop watching it. And and you know I'm not saying that like our conversation uh, uh, made me dislike it or anything, but I think okay. it made me. I think it, the conversation makes me realize that there might not have been as much meat on the bones of this episode that as I originally thought. Or it's it's kind of like fast food. It was more entertaining than it was meaty. You know what I mean? Oh, I do, because um, I, I don't know if maybe just my discussion uh, <laughs> kind of led to, I, maybe I didn't hide uh, my thoughts enough, because one of my comments was, the episode just felt just a little thin to me. You know, I thought it was very decent, totally decent, but it wasn't special to me. Um, I enjoyed it fine, but there was not standout stuff. Uh, there was not really many classic Seinfeld things that made me really grip and want to, you know, really discuss one of those episodes or one of, you know, one of that, that those scenes, it was totally okay filler for me. Um, but like it didn't have, I don't know. There just, there just, maybe there just wasn't enough going on. It was, 
you know, based all around this stuff. But like sometimes that doesn't bother me. I mean, I like obviously yeah. the, I think the highest rated one I've had so far is the Chinese episode, and there's nothing going on in that episode. They're just standing around waiting for a fucking table. But that's part of the genius of that one. This one, there was just other other things to it that I felt it's hard to explain. I don't know where or how I can really justify my um, my scaling on this one, but there was there there is kind of how you put it. There's not enough meat to what's happening. Um, nothing really even gets resolved on the parking spot at the end of it, uh, which is yeah. And and yeah. and I guess it begs the question of do you do you need every episode to be you know super meaty or whatever? Can you just have you know fun quote unquote filler episodes like this? But we are coming to the to the end of the season, and our last two episodes prior to this, you and I were both on the same page about how we were they were both kind of meh, and then mm-hmm. this one was fun but not like beefy and, and meaty, and you know we only and this was the penultimate episode, so um it's it's yep. it's interesting to see. I don't want to say, and, and we'll obviously have a wrap-up episode at the end of this season. Uh, we're going to do, like we did with season two, we're going to do a standalone wrap-up episode after uh, next episode. And uh, it, it's just, it'll be an interesting discussion point to see if if this if season three fizzled out a little bit at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it now. Maybe we'll say it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how about yeah. that? Um, but that's kind of how I feel with some of these other ones. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for our wrap-up episode. But yeah, I... Um, uh, this episode was very middle of the road for me, man. I actually gave it the same uh, rating that I gave the last episode. I think maybe even the last two episodes. Um, I gave it 2.5 out of 5 crazed teens. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, extremely doesn't get more filler than smack dab in the middle. Yeah, and, and, and I guess when I walked away from the episode, when I, I was thoroughly entertained, um, and, and it also was the fact that I don't really yeah. remember this episode. It's not like a, a one that I always go back to, and it's probably because, like you said, there's nothing too classic in it. But my, my thought was like, oh, uh, I'm gonna, I, I should mentally add this episode to like the rotation because I really enjoyed it. But then we went and talked about it, and it just kind of brought to light that I, I just don't think there was as much there as I originally originally had the feeling that there was but hey that's why we talk it out right that's exactly why we talk it out all right my man how about you just uh, tell us where you are out in the world of the internet Yes, sir. You can find me uh, most active on Instagram at Corey Nation. And podcast-wise, you can hear me on Podcast After Dark. You can hear me on Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, which is new to our network. Uh, you can hear me on a couple other podcasts here and there on, on Adam and John's podcast. Uh, but you can find mm-hmm. all of them on the BFOPnetwork.com, including Adam and John's podcast, The Blast From Our Past. Tell us about that one, buddy. Well, that podcast is all about nostalgia, pretty much like everything other, <laughs> everything else on our network. Um, but yeah, we do uh, mostly film and TV. Oh, I don't want to say mostly because half of our other episodes are also uh, album reviews and top ten lists, and um, we do a lot of different different things nostalgia based. We even have a trivia if you want to check out our. Um, Patreon, where we do trivia every month with different people from the network, which is a lot of fun. Corey and I had an episode. Now John is the current reigning champion because um, I was beaten, and that John beat that guy. Uh, and then it's all—it's all been fun. I've really enjoyed doing the uh, the trivia episodes. So um, check us all out. You know, we're doing that and having a good time doing it, man. I just love talking yeah. to everybody. 
I do too. I, and I love talking about old movies and old TV shows. It's it's fantastic. So <laughs> if you want to see, like, like I said, if you want to see any of the, the podcasts in our network, just swing on over to the BFOPnetwork.com. Sorry, it's it's BFOPnetwork.com, not the. Um, but uh, www.bfopnetwork.com. And every one of our podcasts has its own individual page there. And so you can go to that podcatcher and, and find it. You can basically just find everything through there. Now, I do want to mention a couple things real quick about Cartwright. Uh, we are going to do a wrap-up show in two episodes. So um, I want to put it officially out there. Can you guys start uh, leaving comments on these posts on social media and letting us know what your favorite episode was from season three and what your least favorite episode was from season three and we're gonna start like tallying all these up and you know we'll, we'll mention your name we you know we won't say the last name we'll just say your first well, name are, are you asking them their favorite seinfeld episode or their favorite cartwright episode well, yeah, and, and I thought about that as I was saying it, and honestly, I'll go for both. Yeah, if you want to give us your favorite Cartwright episode, that would be freaking awesome. I would love that. But as as far yeah. as like discussing the the season as a whole, I would love more than anything to hear uh, what you guys think of is is your favorite Seinfeld episode, and then your least favorite Seinfeld episode. Um, and if you do love us, I would love for you guys to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We uh, we really really appreciate those those reviews help other people to find the podcast other Seinfeld fans to you know, get in front of the podcast and everything and and find us it's just the way you know Apple uses its algorithm that we it's not a vanity thing you know what I mean we just we need the reviews in order to show up better on searches and whatnot all right so we will see y'all next week when we talk about the last episode of season three Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 